to the Terminal Velocity Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew. And I'm Scott. And this week, uh, we're going to tackle something a little fun, uh, a little different. Uh, it's, uh, still within the nerd geek culture realm. Uh, it's going to be uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, released uh, this week on uh, in theaters, <laughs> where you can find one, or uh, streaming, which is how I watched it. Yeah, same here, same here. I mean, this is one of those things where... As soon as I saw the trailer for this, I was like, I didn't know I needed this in my life, but I definitely do. <laughs> I, I, I kept saying to my wife, I, I, I need to see a monkey punch a lizard in the face. And then it definitely gave me that. It, it delivered. And then some. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, is yeah. a, it is an interesting movie. Uh, there's a bit to unpack as Scott and I talked off, off air and, uh, how do you want to how do you want to do this do you want to go plot points or you want to give your impressions yeah let's maybe do i mean plot points <laughs> we we say that with a grain of salt but let's uh we can go from plot point to some of the challenges that we had with the movie this is obviously spoiler filled um so if you haven't seen the movie pause go watch it or just enjoy what we're going to be kind of talking about and see if it kind of fills you with what you need yep there we go <laughs> just showing you exactly what this has got um yeah this is this was a movie uh so it's i watched it with somebody that said wow that was the longest intro i think i've seen to a movie in a long time but it does the whole recap of kind of what's been happening in the godzilla world this is obviously a sequel a direct sequel to the um godzilla king of the monsters uh movie that came out just a few years ago mm-hmm. um it's not so much a f- direct sequel to the kong skull island movie although it, it definitely is in that same world and is obviously sharing the same monsters it's the it's the avengers of of warner brothers attempted monster shared universe yeah and I would say it succeeds in that. Um, there are a whole ton of issues with it, but there was, um, it's, it's, it is, I can't get over the fact that we got to see a giant monkey not only punching, but drop kicking a gigantic lizard into buildings. Um, but I digress. So yeah, the the story. I'm kinda... impressed that we had a monkey doing like flips off of buildings and and fighting, but also with a battle axe. With a battle axe, with yeah, Mjolnir basically, <laughs> <laughs> an atomic Mjolnir. Um, it was really really cool. But the the movie kind of the the overarching plot point is that um, Godzilla has been king of the Titans since he showed up and since he saved everyone from Godira, right? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, technically, he since he saved us from the first kind of awakened um, kaiju's in the original Godzilla in 2014. Yeah, uh, which a lot of people might not have even watched because it was kind of a snore fest. But it's like, very had slow. It. it was very slow. You never saw the monster until like the very end. <laughs> Remember uh, Godzilla, King of Monsters? Yeah, where, where he fights. King Ghidra, like I've heard different pronunciations. The movie pronounced it different than I'd ever heard it. Ghidorah mm-hmm. or whatever they called it in this, but uh, Ghidra, Ghidorah. Anyways, it's three. It's like a three-headed Hydra, Hydra yeah. kind of a dragon monster. Uh, and if you stayed around for the post-credits for King of Monsters, you saw Apex find the skull of Ghidra. Or the right. head of Ghidra. 
which was to hint at uh, what would come in this film. Yeah. Uh, and where this movie picks up, it's been three, I think they said it was like three years. Uh, it had been quiet. Like Godzilla just returned to the ocean and life resumed as normal. There's been mm-hmm. no uh, kaiju attacks. Everything was in balance. And then out of the blue, <laughs> Godzilla just emerges out of the water to just lay waste to the apex uh, compound, which I don't know about you, but like a company called Apex, and it's like this super secretive conglomerate with like a slimy businessman head, like mm-hmm. nothing suspicious there. I know we were joking about it in the movie. I was like, ooh, this person showed up in all black outfit. Ooh, they're wearing very dark sunglasses. They're <laughs> definitely the bad guy. <laughs> nothing, nothing shady about these people whatsoever <laughs> no it's the, the giant monster's fault but uh he's just like acting and characteristic uh, basically because we've seen Godzilla as humanity's like protector and here he's just laying waste to everything mm-hmm. so yeah uh i i really enjoyed that kind of beginning where he's just trashing everything because like to me i'm like i i always kind of saw him as like this like protector too so i thought oh these guys are like he's like there's something up in this facility specifically like mm-hmm. like in the last movie there were like I, I thought that maybe they had that technology that could control kaiju like they were using kind of in, the, in that um in that last one mm-hmm. um but it felt like they, they were going to try and make like almost like a false flag attack like making godzilla rampage yeah and you get public opinion uh like that that they need to do a solution which is kind of i think what was going on yeah it's kind of hinted at but they never go full force into that that kind of plot point um maybe on the cutting room floor it, it maybe was so yeah godzilla shows up and starts laying waste to that facility and then we kind of cut over to i guess there isn't much explanation for this one but everybody knows about king kong and he's kind of been oh yeah that that was the opening it was like it was him doing his morning routine yeah doing his morning routine and then just laying waste to or at least throwing a tree basically as a spear into this uh hologram facility that he's been kind of stuck in on skull island yeah so they haven't removed him from his home but they've kind of trapped him there so that they can study him a little bit more and a little bit more study him and to protect and to shield him from godzilla and to also the storm that protects uh skull island had consumed the island Mm -hmm. is what they were kind of explaining but uh essentially it's two alpha males like in the same room it's like two roosters in a hen house like it's like they they're they're trying to keep him preserved because he's kind of the last of his kind and like if Godzilla kind of detects him, but just by sheer nature, they'll be drawn to a battle, basically, like to establish dominance. Mm-hmm. Which just, is you know, toxic the, masculinity at its finest. At its finest. And the promise of that conflict actually happens um, in the movie. You've seen it in the trailer when they're fighting on the, the ships out at sea. Um, now, my wife actually pointed out a great point to this which I didn't think about is that um, if it wasn't for humans, Kong would have got his ass kicked a couple times in this movie. <laughs> well, which, considering the first battle was at sea, like you said that he's definitely he's not totally at a disadvantage. Head. Yeah. He's totally at a disadvantage for he showed it. up to play hockey in a swimming pool. Like it's, <laughs> it's not, it's, he's, yeah. He's not, he's not set up for success in that one. Um, 
which now is funny because the whole time. Uh, let me ask you a question though. <laughs> Okay. In your movie, and this kind of plays into what what the first battle is, because I asked everybody in the room, and everyone was like, "Oh, I don't care." Um, but I was firmly in Camp Kong. I wanted. Oh, I was too. Like, uh, I love Godzilla. Don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's uh, the fun monster. But like, come on, he he he's the king. You guys yeah. gotta. He's the. I mean, and obviously, he's the closest thing to the human. Uh, avatar in, in this uh in this movie and mm-hmm. if you watch skull island like you found out he's kind of like that he's supposed to be like the protector of everything like keep everything in check yeah uh, he's the last of his kind so he's kind of got that whole you know like underdog superman like every every all that behind him but like you know the the humanized him right at the beginning he wakes up and wipes the sleep from his eye and has a shower and like he's yeah like, <laughs> he's like he's like you <laughs> <laughs> Kong is Kong is just awesome. And then so he's in this battle. Um, what they're trying to do is they've actually confirmed that the hollow earth theory that they introduced in Kong Skull Island is true. Yeah. Yeah. And that all of these monsters and things have come from the center of the earth. And basically the center of the earth is this fantastic world. Um, where there's potentially still a sunrise. I didn't really understand how yeah, it kind of made it seem like that. But I, maybe, you know, like it's like there's no pollution and there's no human beings there to screw things up. And I don't know where the light was coming from, but it came. <laughs> you got nice, nice kind of uh, sunrise effects happening. Um, gravity is kind of fluid there where you can be standing basically on the scene oh, that comes area. from like the godzilla atomic blue energy thing source the the, the MacGuffin yeah. of, the, of the story here yeah the MacGuffin, where the the energy source that or the same energy that exists within godzilla exists at the center of the earth and is basically what's powering things um so this apex company is trying to get to that so that they can unleash what we later find out is the mecha godzilla because they've combine that with the skull that they found at the end of the last movie and now it's a a robot it's basically pacific rim is what this movie turns into it's um, it's like it's like a side well i mean that from the original godzilla stuff like that's kind of accurate to the lore it's like it's it's except that i think in the original godzilla it was like another godzilla's like remains are kind of like made into a cyborg type thing mm-hmm. to make mecha godzilla and it's sort of like that but in this it's Ghidorah's uh head is one of his heads is in in the robot itself and the and one of the heads is like used as like a a, a cockpit control mm-hmm. thing using its uh the they the way they explain it is that like they have a the ghidra heads have like a psychic link and that's how they communicate with each other so they use, somehow combine that with technology uh, to make Mecha Godzilla, and 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 then all hell breaks loose, and this is where the fight really happens. Um, and then it turns into we were actually joking; we were wondering if they were, if Godzilla and King Kong were going to have their Martha moment, and I think they kind of did. They right? did. They had a total Martha. It was like the stepbrothers scene where like, they're like, did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then they team up and fight Mechagodzilla. And that's basically what the movie is about. Um, Come on. You had to know that eventually it was going to result in a team up of some kind. It had to, which is, I mean. I'm impressed though. The walking dude from the stand figured out that he had to jumpstart Kong's heart with like a, a big electrical blast to his yes. heart. Yes. Using 
and this is one of the problems that I had with the movie. <laughs> as stupid as this sounds, we've got a gigantic ape finding a gigantic lizard in a world that doesn't exist. But the technology that they use in this movie, like apparently it, finding kaiju's advanced technology hundreds of years, hundreds of years. We've got kind of hovercrafts that we've we've never been able to see before the the technology that they're using the maglev train across uh, through the center of the earth or whatever from from california to hong kong like california to hong kong but doesn't travel through the hollow earth spectrum (laughs) it's just a different tunnel so there's some weird shit and the people are like not impacted by the fact that they're traveling at hundreds upon hundreds of kilometers an hour no impact whatsoever barely an inconvenience I would have expected people to be throwing up like G forces would have been astronomical traveling. And this is one of those nerd things where you're like, well, this doesn't seem accurate, but again, it's giant monsters fighting each other. I should have a moment when they were okay. So when Godzilla bored a giant hole with atomic breath to the center of the earth and they uh, could see each other, they could see each other. But also, like, the, the hovercraft flying into it, and then at the end of it, they're like, okay, we're going to pass through the barrier. And then, like, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. But, like, before they showed, like, their faces, like, distorting, and they're like, yeah. ah, like, it's like we're passing through the radiation belt or something. It was, I, yeah, was the veil was, broken because of, of the battle? Like, <laughs> it was Some of it you just had to kind of go with. Um, <laughs> the other thing that really bothered me about it was the disabling of a secure a apex security is the worst they have the worst security or a cup of coffee or liquor or whatever on the control console in the entire thing shuts down in the entire industry they would have the worst security team and systems ever a teenager is able to disable a security door by hitting three buttons at the same time just one two three (laughs) And then a confirm, and it disables the security door. I, I liked how like the, like they set it up to make you think that the teenager is going to crack the password. Like I was just like, I was oh, killing my, really? I was killing myself laughing at that. I was like, please then, just oh, show him entering. Just break it. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to be like summer twenty twenty one. Oh, password Godzilla. password. <laughs> Godzilla. <laughs> so. Yeah, and then eventually just pouring a liquid on it. Thank God that destroyed the satellite link. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the communications link is severed for someone spilled their drink. This multi-trillion dollar project is finished. <laughs> it's just, oh, there were so many things to take that were like. I, I enjoyed that Mecha Godzilla but... had Stark Tech, man. Like that was like an Iron Man suit, just like like the the, the thruster enhanced punch and kicks. Like it's, it's it's impressive. It was very impressive. It was. Uh, I was thinking about it this morning after I woke up. It it's thank God that we're in a stage where or a state where CG movies can look this good and this realistic. And I'm sure in a, in like 10 years time, we'll look back on this and one, geez, how did we ever think that this looked great? <laughs> but it, it actually does look really good. And the humans interacting with the CG stuff looks really, really phenomenal. It's convincing enough. Yeah. You know, like it, like it, uh, there are, there are spotty moments that I noticed, but like, it wasn't anything where I was like, Oh, like I can't believe they did that. Like it's, it, it's very like they, they did spend the money on yeah. this part of it. It's not uh, like looking back at the, the difference, though, is that I think I find with Kong, 
I don't find him as emotive as the as the Peter Jackson Kong. I think they spent a lot more money in that movie on his yes. face. So, like, hey, he's sad, he's happy, that kind of thing. The, it's there, but it's not quite as much uh, with this guy. Well, that's because now he knows how to use sign language. That's, that's right. <laughs> Kong knows sign language, so it doesn't need to be as emotive. Uh, cousin uh, Lisa, Kong, Me, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when, that was another part when that happened. I was like, of course he knows sign language. He understands us. And He's he knows, not a dumbass. And he knows American sign language. Of course. <laughs> what other sign language is there to learn? <laughs> English. <laughs> It was it oh it was just so much fun. There's I, so one much- thing I didn't I didn't like actually about this movie. <laughs> they, they, it was like they, so in Kong Skull Island they have they they established that for centuries there's been this like native tribe that's been living there, uh, worshiping Kong and he protects them and everything. <laughs> They're just wonderful. and it's like it's like oh all the natives died in the storm when the storm consumed the island. I was like oh oh that's harsh. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> we're, and we're okay. We're okay with this. Yeah, well, it's wiped out. Okay. <laughs> they all just the indigenous are gone. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, everybody that you got attached to in the fir- in Kong Skull Island. Nowhere to dead. be seen. Not even like elderly or anything. Like yeah, uh, they're all dead. <laughs> not that I need to see Brie Larson or anything like that. No. And I mean John I I will admit seeing John C. Riley again would have kind of elevated this just a little bit. <laughs> If he'd have been sitting there with a, a hot in a, dog in a wheelchair, and a like, oh my god, <laughs> cheering on Kong, that would have just been perfect. Um, so yeah, so you're firmly in Team Kong then, one hundred percent in Team Kong. And I was actually quite upset because first battle goes to Godzilla because it's out at sea. Second battle goes to Kong because he's got. Well, he's just then immediately is is thrashed after that victory. Yes, and then is immediately thrashed, which left me wondering. Technically, that means Godzilla wins. Yeah, because and that's what I was going to ask you about is that so like at the end, so Kong takes battle two. He just clocks that lizard. He's unconscious for a minute. He gets up and then he's like, "Oh, tired." (laughs) Yeah. but then they they have like a, a third battle almost right away because Godzilla just literally shakes it off. He's like, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. And then like chest stomps him. Yeah. And I'm thinking, and it was so close. I was like, oh no, he's gonna like atomic breath this guy in the face. Like that's his, his finishing move. I was like, but instead he decided to go with a heel crush instead. Uh, gave uh, Kong a mild heart condition for a minute. Yeah. But like they did this kind of like roar thing in each other's face where like Godzilla's was like infinitely bigger. Like the spittle is like flying onto Kong's face and everything. And he's like, I'm the king. And then Kong's mm-hmm. like, yes. And then like goes unconscious. It kind of seemed like that. It's kind of like him conceding the throne. Yeah, that's what it felt like to me. And I didn't like that. No, I was I- like... That part didn't ring true to me. Why didn't we get the scene where he's riding Godzilla like a horse into battle? <laughs> Like, I wanted to see that. <laughs> see, that at the end with this gigantic <laughs> atomic battle axe. So so he gets heats, but like I want to go back to that the 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 re- his revival. So he's like the little girl comes out and she's like feeling the ground. She's like, oh, like finding that Kong's heart is slowing down, he's dying. Mm-hmm. So the scientist uh, or sorry, 
researcher or whatever he's supposed to be, the walking dude, he like <laughs> he's like, I know what we need to do. It needs to be a, a big jolt to the heart. Because it was like they didn't say he was in defib, they said his heart was slowing down. But <laughs> oh Hollywood just loves the shock the shock treatment. It's like <laughs> So he's like, let's overload the, the maglev ship thing, and that should be enough. So he flies the thing onto Kong's chest, overloads it, and it cuts to him running on the ground like a pickle up his ass. But like, yeah, how did the, and the, the explosion, the thing is like almost instant, like the, the burst of energy is like, like less than 10 seconds. So I'm like, he got out of that ship, ran across the rest of Kong's chest, slid down to the ground safely. And then ran away to get out of the concussive blast, which I thought was impressive, based on how he was running to begin with. <laughs> but then maybe maybe he fell and busted his leg, and that's why he was running. Like that. I, I don't know. I don't but know. I love how instantly recharged Kong was as soon as it goes off. It's like he just like it's like that like uh, adrenaline shot in Pulp Fiction, where it's like, whoa, I'm on, yeah. I'm on. Yeah. And he's like he's ready to fight again. I was like that. That's impressive. I like that. And I like him popping his shoulder back in. Oh, yes, yes. So he, he rigged it. He, he, he full on went Mel Gibson. He's like, he lethal weaponed it <laughs> right up against the building. Just so cracks what, it back Also, in. what I wanted to talk about is like this movie had so many homages to action scenes. Like, how about when, like, uh, at the end of the first battle, like, he diehards it off the ship as the thing's being yeah. blown up by Atomic Front? <laughs> My wife looked at me. She's like, this is ridiculous. It <laughs> was, said, of course, it. it's, it's, completely ridiculous it i literally so re- much fun. i literally rewound that three times <laughs> <laughs> with his tiny little legs Just before it explodes. oh it was awesome I it was it. it was amazing um i loved him climbing over the buildings and as we were saying before I was just waiting for him to do a pile driver or what, like you said, the people's elbow, like something that it was, it was so 1980s WW wrestling that it was just, it was, I was waiting for something like that. They gave you some, they gave you some like traditional wrestling moves in there. He did, yeah. he did do a bit of it. And I like that. He was like, this is some pretty stable buildings. So sometimes they explode like dust and yeah. paper. And other times he can run on it and leap off, use it to, to force himself to off I to, mean, to land on him. They they withstood some atomic breath actually hitting them and slashing through their base, and they were still standing. It was it was really impressive. I'm guessing that since the first kaiju attacks, they've really taken a look at how they engineer buildings well, now. Yes, because before you can't just engineer it for earthquakes. Now you gotta engineer them for kaiju attacks. <laughs> kaiju. <laughs> No, unless you want your insurance to not cover your claims. Kaiju's in Can you imagine what insurance would be like in that world where like it's like a kaiju could destroy your house? I'm guessing it's mostly people in coastal regions that pay a lot of money. But the people so you wouldn't be able are, to get coverage in those areas. Yeah, people that are landlocked, they're like, oh, you're fine. You've got, uh, you've you got know, tornadoes sir, to sorry, deal with? With your renewal this year, there's been a, an increase in kaiju attacks. Uh, <laughs> within the last three years, Godzilla has rampaged three times, so we're going to have to raise your rates. Yeah, you've got sorry. comprehensive, you've got kaiju, <laughs> you've got incidental insurance. Now, there's the, Kong, the King Kong clause. If King Kong <laughs> comes to your aid, then we might be able to reduce, uh, give you a 10% discount. Yeah. But, I imagine uh, everybody's insurance is, is, you know, probably at a comfortable rate. It's their deductible that's a real pain in the ass <laughs> to deal with. $12 million deductible, sorry. 
Oh God, there's so yeah, many the things. Inflation might be there. If that future tech that they exists, like I don't know what year that movie's supposed to be even be in. Well, that's the thing. I have I, it, it, this was this was one of the other things that kind of bothered me about it. Is okay, it's three years since then, but those other movies felt like they took place now. Mm-hmm. But we've leapfrogged technology just because oh, there's kaiju's. You know, I guess they skipped. There's a movie in between these that was uh, the aliens' first contact, and they gave <laughs> technology, and like, it, it just the humanity leaped and bounded after that. <laughs> I mean, we could go on just dissecting everything that was stupid and didn't work. Um, The first time Kong does sign language, I was like, of course, there's got to be sign language in here. It's a gigantic ape. They're going to go with this. There was no sign language. He learned how to use tools because when he got to the center of the earth, he somehow knew the whole recorded history of his of his peoples, Mm -hmm. which apparently was living in the in the core of the earth instead of Skull Island. And uh, I like that he was able to take find the battle axe and realize that it was a key to activating the energy that would just, I guess, give Godzilla a hint that he's down there. Yeah, I yeah. I'm not sure what that ring of energy was supposed to do other than show like a giant lizard ring kind of well, thing but it's like and that's one of the questions that i had so is that implying that kong is king but godzilla is his pet or his well, his kong protector throne, if there was a throne there so that's I what i mean and it's like the the banding around the throne was godzilla so is godzilla the protector of the throne but that's kong what it kind is- of seemed like but i think he succeeded the throne now it's lots of questions <laughs> <laughs> and no post credits to tease us no <laughs> but rest assured all of the bad guys get their comeuppance well so let's uh, just to recap the ending mecha godzilla comes onto the scene and she, clearly uh as as no one saw coming the psychic uh energy of of that of king gaidra or whatever overrode the the pilot and then the technology because it, it just wanted to be alive and it just wants to destroy yeah johnny so, five like, i'm alive now, one thing i oh, you know this reminds me actually you know before i recap the ending there did you enjoy the comeuppance for all the villains the three main villains of the story i, I was a little i was okay with uh this sounds terrible the girl getting destroyed by kong just kind of just like <laughs> The funny thing about that, about that scene is I literally when she when she's like when she reveals that she's evil, which we already knew, but because yeah. of her dark reveal, sunglasses. I said I said I turned to my wife and I said, Okay, she just needs to like, you know, get crushed and explode or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh by by Kong, not knowing that like literally two minutes later he was gonna pick up the ship and answer like just matter of factly crush it and blow it. Yeah. Blow it. <laughs> So that was okay. I didn't mind the her dad basically just getting just wiped away by yeah, Mechagodzilla. Doing his monologue, his evil monologue. Well, and I was that was another part where I was like, of course they're bringing these kids that have breached security to the boss. It's not the boss because during That's his big moment so that he can monitor whenever there's a security breach during the a critical moment in the launch of our product you bring the, 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 to the, the, CEO. the, the CEO for an explanation uh, <laughs> so that so he can tell them his evil plot i was mostly disappointed because it was it was as stupid as the sound it was so cliche that the guy just gets electrocuted in his chair 
Yeah, it's got the psychic link. That's the one where I was most let down. It's like, no, I accepted all the other stuff, but no, no, this not is that. That is too easy, too easy. Because what I really felt was missing from this, and again, this sounds so stupid, but what I really felt was missing from this was there was no human connection to Godzilla. Kong yeah, had the human could. connection. He had c- human connections in the other movies. There didn't. There wasn't that kind of moment where which I would have loved to see one girl standing on one building, one girl standing on the other building as, they also their, have to fight. as their big monsters just attack each other in the background. It's like a giant Pokemon battle. It's like, I choose you, Kong. Yeah, yes, I summon you. <laughs> <laughs> That's because Kong, I mean, Godzilla is for us all. He's the protector of all of us. He might step on some of us, but it's in it, the intentions are good. It's collateral damage. It's all. Yeah. It's just an accident. Hey, you got to get out of the way of a force of nature. You can't be right there at the at ringside. Yeah, you've chosen your fate. If you do, <laughs> again, if you live in a coastal region, I am sorry, but <laughs> that is just a, a cost of living out there. Yeah. Well, uh, for the ending, I, I so like the, the the Mecha Godzilla is activated and it's going well at first, and then you know it realizes, hey, I'm evil, and wakes up, overrides the technology because the dead skull has residual mm-hmm. life force, I guess, and takes over the it's it's Mecha body, but still relies on the satellite uplink for some reason. Still needs that satellite uplink, yes, yes. Um, to that console. <laughs> It's not the, using but... the singular console. <laughs> no anyways, backup. For, you, there's no redundancy like, systems. You know, it's like it's like you take an old timer hockey like goaltender with like the old like you know pillow pillows for goalie pads, and you put them up against a state of the art hockey player with the, all the latest tech. Godzilla gets thrashed. Like this, the, 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 like he can do all the regular Godzilla moves, but so can Mecha Godzilla, enhanced with missiles and mm-hmm. and. Jet propelled, uh, propelled punches and kicks, and he's just out. He's just faster, outclasses him in every way. I would love to see the the budget for that that technology for that <laughs> to, to make a machine that could run like that. But the MacGuffin is it needed Godzilla energy in a little crystal in order to power it, or it just not, no energy source on Earth could power they, that thing except the little sample. I was going to say recreate the energy. It's not even the actual source that they it's have. Synthesized version. It is just a synthesized version from an analysis that they do on a computer <laughs> that is hyperlinked back to the main yes. console. It makes sense. It's science. <laughs> it's science. Within minutes, they've replicated this alien energy. Ready source. to launch. Ready to launch. <laughs> oh, We're going live with the product. I, I love that the guy's like. It's untested. He's like, do it. <laughs> yeah, one of the bad There's no guys. No other time for this. Who's like, I've been the pilot of this Mecha Godzilla, but I, I challenge whether we should be doing this now. <laughs> Maybe yeah. we should see how it reacts to the energy. No, immediately. There's no time to wait. There's no time for beta testing. <laughs> They'll beta test it for us. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I love that we are <laughs> what so... What was the business's end goal? Was it was like was it like brand Godzilla a, a threat so they would have Mecha Godzilla yeah. come out to protect them, or was he just going to trash the city anyways? Like, I, 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 where's the what's the kaiju business model? Like, I just wanted to... it, it was to prove that they could build their own 
Titan to handle any other Titans that show up. No, it's like the, the, it's the just that, it's just that they could build Jaegers, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's like just it's like Justin Hammer's version of the Iron Man suit, just yeah. like interior in every way. Yeah. But like, it so, really is a blending of Pacific Rim and the Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> and this monster this particular monster universe is really what it comes down to yeah it's like the kaijus except we have like hero kaijus instead of just mo- like evil mm-hmm. kaijus that come out of the, w- the wing wing but yeah. they so you know mecha godzilla comes in he's just thrashing godzilla outclassed him completely he's just about to get he's about to get whatever they call his red beam the red atomic breath yeah and that's when Kong's like, no, we're, we're, that's my best friend now. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. He just he nearly killed me, but I understand because my little girl told me you're the enemy. So yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight. <laughs> so he's got Kong, his atomic axe. And starts like, yeah, <laughs> I love that battle axe. I don't know why. why it didn't sever Godzilla's face. I don't know because it was shown to really do damage. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, I guess the atomic blast hit it at the right second to stop it from actually making contact but anyways somehow he's able to with the combined efforts of of I, and i love the, the the tag teaming nature of their of their fight they're like totally in sync with each other uh the way they were able to dismantle uh mecha godzilla mm-hmm. but but the kid teenager had to pour the the alcohol on the control console to disable part of the mecha godzilla mm-hmm. uh, for for reasons uh, in order for them to, to get the advantage, uh, which allowed you know Kong to slice off its limbs and you know declare victory. Yeah, and that, that that's one of those things where it's like, okay, so really the humans are king because we <laughs> the, 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 the the kiwi is now the king of the monsters. Yes, <laughs> the kid from Deadpool too. You know, is it is it is it bad though that when like Kyle Chandler comes out back into the, the for his glorified cameo, where he's just like the head of Monarch is just like showing up to react to things? Did you, that's all like all he was there for in this one. Entirely, like, look, for look that. concerned, like show up and look concerned. Show like, up. I, it shows up in Hong Kong after a <laughs> massive devastation. A place he took the maglev, a... man. He took the maglev train. Somehow got there. there within the same day, and found his daughter in a place that has a, a population of billions, like millions and millions of people. Manages to find her on the one street that they're running down. Yes, I love that we're getting so annoyed at these small details. I know, <laughs> and I, I, but I did love that when the kid was trying to say it was the girl's fault. He's like, "Shut up." <laughs> <laughs> That's so not what you usually get from the parent character. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that because that's exactly what I would have been like to some kid that's trying to blame, blame my daughter in a moment like that. Yeah. Like, Shut up, man. <laughs> grow, grow a pair. <laughs> grow a pair. Oh, it was, I mean, it's, it's, it's got so many plot holes. Oh, it's a disaster when it comes to like, you know, like the, you, you talk to the, when you get to the human scenes, it's a slog. You're kind of bored. You almost check out. Yeah. You're like, okay, we'll just get back to the fighting. Like, why, like, why, when it's a movie, the movie's called Godzilla versus Kong. Like, I'm not expecting like Academy Award dramas here. I'm literally <laughs> I'm... just getting to see the two beasts fight. 
Wait, 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 wait. You really were, need the humans? You weren't expecting Shakespearean prose to be no. coming out of this movie? I mean, I, I expected the, the monkey to hold a skull in his hand, but like, I, that's a, about as close to Shakespeare as I needed. But like, uh, I just, yeah. like, why do they feel the need to like, just bog it down in pointless human scenes? Or, like, you could have humans be there, obviously. They had the perfect. Like, they had the plot points already established. Yeah, like Godzilla has been going around, um, kind of establishing himself as the king of all monsters. They're protecting Kong because he's the last of his kind. If Godzilla senses him, then they're going to end up fighting, and one of them is going to die or bow to somebody. Perfect. That was Kong all the story we needed. To anything, and then he did. Yeah but did he like this is the thing it's i, I kind of think he did i, I kind of think he conceded i i have he drops the axe at the end and mm-hmm. it's kind of like okay you're the boss he wasn't beating the chest he was like okay i get it yeah and he's also older the last of his kind something's got to protect humanity Godzilla, i like the green beard guy. as <laughs> as a man with a green beard i appreciated him having one yeah Oh, I mean, he was the young guy in like 1960, whatever Kong Skull Island took place on, right? And see, so then it's then this turns into just um, an, an an ageist movie, really. You've got yes. a young Godzilla attacking an elderly statesman, and it's just kind of it's inappropriate. New man, it's elderly abuse is what it comes down. To. It's, it's millennial versus boomer. <laughs> and, uh, the millennials oh. don't want to pay for the boomers' health insurance, so it's <laughs> you gotta take care of business. I love that we've just called Kong a boomer. That's awesome. That's the new theme of the show. We'll eventually we'll equate everything to baby boomers and millennials. And I guess technically he would be because of his age. <laughs> oh, so I mean that it was in all Super honesty. A boomer, Kong's as, a boomer. As many problems as I had with this movie, it was it was a hell of a lot of fun. It was completely ridiculous. And it was almost everything that I wanted from Kong versus God. It was even as long as it needed to be, you know, like uh, there might be the the urge to make it like a three hour movie or two hour movie. Like it, it it -hmm. really kept it, it really trimmed the fat. Like it really understood for the most part what it was and cut anything unnecessary. I think they could have cut more of the human scenes. Yes. I think that what, and I think we're getting getting closer to it. Is I think that Hollywood needs to realize we don't we we're all nerds now. We we don't need to see a human and go. I can only relate to this human being on the screen. Mm-hmm. And I think we're we're going to get this kind of with Avatar too. Is like it's you're, you're going to be able to just follow the creatures. Yeah. Like uh, Transformers makes the same mistake too. We didn't care about Sam Witwicky. We don't need to, <laughs> to yeah. follow it through his eyes. We wanted to see giant robots fight each other. And transform and into the robots, their personalities. Yeah, like you know, we don't need, we don't need, don't need to follow like this boring human storyline mm-hmm. that nobody cares about. Same with Kong. Like we could have, he's humanized enough, especially in this movie, that we could have yeah. easily just followed it through like his perspective. Yeah. So you know, but it it, it was close, and like uh, it, it's just, like you said, it, it was a really fun romp uh, of a film. Like it's just. It's Godzilla versus Kong. Like, what did you want from it? Exactly. I will be. I will be buying this as soon as it's digitally available to me. Oh yeah, like uh, it's it's definitely a must have, a must a must watch. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're into any kind of sci fi, you know, 
kind of monster mash kind of stuff like it's it's yeah. it's two they, classic they, monsters they, fighting each other they pulled what? it off like i don't know how else to put it like, they they there's a lot of scenes in the fights that i thought oh man that'd be cool for the next universal studios ride like when it's like you're like you're calling <laughs> through and like, kong's here and yeah Godzilla, like that'd be really awesome mm-hmm. um and that's totally gotta happen one day but um yeah i hope i hope it's not the end i know like with the the pandemic it's kind of hurt the film industry and i think we're gonna see big blockbusters like this kind of go away for a bit at least until they they kind of figure out the business model for for blockbusters uh in the world of streaming yeah i think they're going to be testing their waters with a lot of movies like this um i don't think we're going to get super marquee ones that are the big blockbusters coming through streaming necessarily until they've really figured out how to how to package it and, and make it as profitable as possible. Um, but I'll, I'm, I'm enjoying the ride so far, so far outside, outside of, no, I won't say that. I was going to say outside of Wonder Woman 84, they haven't really had a misstep, <laughs> but I'm sure there's been plenty of other ones that I, I just can't think of right now. Um, but this digital streaming thing is in this pandemic world is working and it is unfortunate that you don't get to see something like this in IMAX or AMC or something like that, like on that huge, huge screen. But, you know, I think but I that, thoroughly enjoyed having it on a big screen in my, in my own house type of thing. And I think I do honestly, truly believe that is the future. Really, as technology has gotten cheaper, more people have proper setups, if not a big screen. Um, sure, there is the social elements of of being in a movie like this uh, in a theater because like. I can picture all the scenes where the crowd would have erupted into like cheers and, mm-hmm. and you know, like that, that in itself is kind of fun. Um, the, yeah, I, 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 I enjoy being able to watch it at home and, and not miss out on it. And, and I think that this kind of is the future model for, for, for theatrical releases. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that means that it's going to be the, the, higher membership fees or if it means that you'll continue to pay like a premium for the theatrical release yeah maybe even like it would be cool if they even had like uh if you rented it you can upgrade to a purchase like you know like kind of like what cineplex experimented with yeah with the super ticket maybe something along those lines um i think that there are ways that to make this succeed uh maybe in in better ways than just box office was before like again with theaters there's a lot of overhead too uh, and a lot of hands that money has to pass through in order to make the profits. So I'm wondering if this might be a way for the theater or for the movie industry to kind of like reevaluate how they do things mm-hmm. and, and, and make a, I mean, I don't even really understand how streaming services make the profits that they do uh, truthfully, but uh, as long as it keeps working, uh, I, I'm fine with it being this way. Um, yeah. I think it's entirely just volume based. It's membership fees and volume, and that's that's pretty much it. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, I cut you off. That's <laughs> okay. I, like I, it's not really like I was going anywhere with it. But <laughs> I, I just, uh, I'm glad that this existed still. I'm glad that uh, I think it was right for them to release it this way uh, because it's a shitty time anyway. So you mm-hmm. might, I'd rather that go this route than not at all. So yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I'm glad that there's content. You're right. I'm I'm glad that they're still distributing content in whatever forms. And I'm happy to pay the the $20, $30 rental fee 
I think it's reasonable. I would have been spending that to go to the theater. It's like I don't go by myself, so it's like I would have been paying that in the ticket for my wife as well. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, this still saves me, you know, a quarter of what I would have been spending, yeah, um, to get it. And the fact that you then have it for two days to kind of watch it is is great because then you can go rewatch it a couple times. Yeah. Um, So I think think it's a good. I think it's a good value. Um, will it work for every movie? I don't know. I, I, it depends on like, I think they have to reevaluate their budgets and how they do things. Um, but, uh, it'll be fun to see Black Widow this way. I think, uh, yes, I think, I think Black Widow will be more successful in streaming than it would have been in theaters. I mean, that might not be a popular opinion, but I, I don't think that there, I don't think there's a lot of hype surrounding the movie as much as like we, people have pushed for it for, it's kind of like okay well she's already dead in the series like we're it's kind of like another like you know captain marvel situation where we're like going back to the past uh it might tell us something relevant for the future like maybe they resurrect her who knows right but like a, mm-hmm. as far as their marketing is it's like it's just telling her untold story type movie and like it's not i don't think there's a lot of hype around that there doesn't seem to be and i think it's it's kind of been dying off so they're waiting for the perfect time where there's really not going to be much else out and then they're going to drop it on us like, well so they, they, did announce, they actually did announce it's going to now release july uh in july on both streaming and uh the- theatrical wherever mm-hmm. theaters actually open um so they did disney did concede on that one which yeah. is i mean with the, well, that's the thing with like a shared universe uh universe with Mar- the marvel cinematic universe you like you can delay for only so long mm-hmm. like where they we're getting into territory where like Doctor Strange is already finished filming, Shang Chi is already finished filming, like Eternals is already done. So like they they this pushes back everything. So they've got a they had to kind of eat crow on this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know, and I know where I've gone off topic here, but I think that uh, if anything, WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier are proving that the MCU can very well have a future in streaming. Yeah, that okay. works. Yeah, those are two very good, one great show, one very good show. Like, I think they're, you're right. They're proving that their, their content is more important than their, their medium that they're using to actually get it out there. Um, so that's, that's very true. Um, okay, so I want to get into kind of the final piece of what would you rate this movie? I have a strong feeling of what you're already going to rate this. But what would you what would you have rated this movie? I give this five five haymakers from a monkey to a lizard's face out of five. Yeah, I agree. This is this is uh five King Kong <laughs> drop kicks to the face out of five. This is this was a lot of fun. It, there's a lot of problems with it, but it's a lot of fun. And as you say, it's great that we've got it in the streaming medium. So we can go back and revisit this whenever we want to, really. Um, which is the added bonus so yeah so if you guys have any comments or questions or your own feelings of what camp you are in uh, you can send them to terminalvelocitypodcast at gmail.com or on the the website at terminalvelocitypodcast.com and if you want us to cover the Zack Snyder's Justice League two weeks late you can tweet us at comics terminal
<laughs> yeah, we'll save we'll save it for the black and white version. <laughs> Justice do. is gray. <laughs> so until next time, thanks very much, and we'll see you later. Take care.